It's Sports Arena's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? I will tell you what, that Tommy Cairo is such an amazing wrestler. You can put him into any different style of match you want and he excels. He really is, if you will, the multitude of wrestling. Uh, just, you know, with Edge and CM Punk bringing back wrestling stuff they did ages ago, I thought I'd try it. I like it with no context as well. <laughs> if you do want context, you can find it in the archives, wherever you're listening to this. <laughs> Go back and listen to our talking through ECW all the way from 1 towards 401 and hear about why Tommy Cairo is the multi-tool of professional wrestling. He truly is a multi-tool of wrestling. And, um, it pays bills, dearly. though. We some dearly on this. Yeah, some dearly on the show. One the entertaining son of a bitch he was. Pay bills, Tommy. <laughs> um, yeah, this week we're looking at ECW TNN episode twenty-eight and Hardcore TV episode three hundred and fifty-eight from March third and fourth of two thousand. Um, spoiler: There's a bit of clusterfucks on this. Um, is this a good time to point out that we are just over a week away from the next pay-per-view? Um, probably on a podcast thing, but mentally, I don't know if I can deal with it. Yeah. yeah I mean, so if you remember all the way back to like Born to be Wired and various other ones, um, I've been perplexed at some of the choices and title changes that have happened like the week before the pay-per-view. Let's see if history repeats itself. <laughs> ah, so we kick it off with uh, ECW on TNN uh, 28, episode 28, March 2000. <sighs> Basically kicks off with Mike Awesome saying he's going to kick Spike's ass. And he's going to give him an awesome beating. And this time, this is not about the belt. This is personal. Oh, yeah. Which, which is nice because it was personal with Spike at the first match. So it's nice that, you know, half a dozen matches later, it's now personal for Mike Awesome. Um, has Spike won any of these? No. Simple as that. No, he did come out once. And hit him with an acid drop, didn't he? He did. He did. But that's and, that and he, just an after match thing. I mean, he's, he's got a couple of good hits on um, Judge Jeff Jones, which is why it's personal, because he's mm. put Judge Jeff Jones in the hospital. I think Judge Jeff Jones is probably written off now. We're probably not going to see him again after that hellacious beating. <laughs> um, but I do think Spike got one back on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> I believe that was a thing. I think Spike, that was the one where he wore... Um, he wore the singlet. Uh, his trousers just wore like a weird sort of Taz type singlet. And Mike Awesome sort of did an awesome bomb off the top and he sort of reversed it and um, got a good pin. And um, yeah, I'm sure it's on um, I'm sure it's on our Instagram underscore Sports Arena. I'm sure it's on there. But it would have been a great finish to um, the pay-per-view. And, you know, still a good shock. But um, we didn't get that. We just got Spike beating up a week. So we got the intro. 
and it does kick off with um, ECW heavyweight champion, who's probably going to defend this title at the pay-per-view in just over a week. So, um, yeah, he's leading up his feud with, um, um, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like, he was meant to feud with RVD. Yeah, there's no sort of, we all sort of know about this. It's not a surprise and all that. No, but RVD has uh, fucked the plans. Uh, he has. However, um, it's been a month six weeks yeah you know there's been time to to pivot into something i mean i i'm i'm fairly sure that you could break people out to do something different and and what they end up doing with him at the pay-per-view i mean just feels just bizarre in regards to how you pull yourself round to try and get to where they end up. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, I mean, the thing is, Spike and Awesome aren't actually... It's not actually an awful match. No. They don't have awful matches. Again... Is everything he expects is basically Mike Awesome just completely destroying Spike. So sort of visually, it's good. Spike doesn't really get a lot in this one. I feel like he's um he's taken apart a lot more than some of the others. And um yeah, Awesome batters him and wins the match. Simple as that. Yeah. Um Yeah, they've had more competitive matches. Uh, mm. they've had more squash matches as well. Um but, but I also it, feel like they could have done it in reverse. But instead of the backstage segment, they could have all had Awesome. Literally, the show started, Awesome's music hits, and they're like, what's Awesome doing? Him getting the ring? Call out, Spike. Rather than trying to... Have him drag him to the ring. Well, yeah. You know, you, you, it starts with Awesome's music pulling off you can even reference that you know he's got an issue with spike dudley because of spike dudley right and and have you know him him drag him out to the ring and then you know he does a, a comeback and then beats him you know just it, it's it's a little bit too similar to the last 23 times Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, telling me that'd be the last time we see it, it might probably happen again. Uh, well, we then cut to the back. Masasa Tanaka's there, basically doing a promo. Um, ends up getting into a little spat with Dawn Marie, which ends up him getting into a fight with the Impact players and getting beaten down by the Impact players. So. Masata Tanaka is, is cutting a promo too loud. Yeah. Dawn Marie comes through the door to tell him off because she can't concentrate. Um, as a concept, I'm fine with that. As an execution, why do you do that by a door where you can see it goes out to the car park? <laughs> She's hanging out in the car park 
trying to concentrate. Is that is that the story we're telling here? <laughs> yeah. Then you know, so he he goes to kiss her. Does he something weird? Um, impact players burst through just at the right moment. Yeah. Um, and and you know destroy him. I'm fine with all of that. Um, the random insults about him being a foreigner. I'm not quite sure how they fit. Well, I didn't know if they tried to do it as a joke because Lance Storm's Canadian. Yeah, but Lance Storm's also white. Well, yeah. It it just it just and you know, I mean, I, I can't really try it. You know, I don't. You know, no. And and they're the heels. They're meant to say, yeah, horrible stuff. They're the heels. Um, but it was just it just felt really out of nowhere, unneeded, and you know, fair enough. Here we go. Yeah, and that's how they get into it. That happens. Um, Then basically get Joe and Joe Gertner talking briefly. We then get to probably my favourite part of the show. It cuts to Carino in the ring with Eric Watts. Um, Said he handpicked him as a podement. Talked about um, Bill Watts carrying Dusty. Um, Started attacking Milwaukee. The ref stood up to him and said he was from Milwaukee and all this. So they basically beat down the ref end up calling out Dusty for um, a ball rope match. I, I, I felt this segment um, it's pretty much ticked all the boxes I wanted from it really. He came out, he got the heat, he was dick, um, fired loads of shots at Dusty, called out Dusty for a match, said the match they wanted. You know where they're heading. No problems with this. Um, yeah, my only gripe about this is a technical uh-huh. one, which is, yeah. uh, which, no, uh, the, the content was cool. You know, Bill Watts, uh, Eric Watts did great. You know, the uh, I, I loved all of it. Um, my only issue is I don't know what the WWE, WWE Network did with its sound in these two oh. episodes. Yes. This is the one where it became awful. And I was listening to this on headphones. Yeah. Um, and it did this weird stereo split thing where the the stuff that was in the ring was coming out of one headphone, like the, the, the right headphone, and the stuff that was obviously overdubbed had been overdubbed on a different channel, and therefore Joey Styles and everything was coming out on the left headphone. Now, that would be confusing just in general. Um, I'm deaf in one ear. So... The stuff that's coming out on the right headphones, I can't hear on the right headphones. So I've turned the volume all the way up as loud as it can get so I can hear what I thought was a quiet promo by um, Steve Crean. And not quite in the sense that, you know, he's whispering, but quite in the sense that the sound volume is really down. And then Joey Styles comes in with whatever he's gone. It's like, you know, and uh, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to... And just blowing, and it was only afterwards I realised what was happening, and I ended up having to to continue to switch headphones 
whilst trying to listen because this kind of went on. So however they've overdubbed this has just made an absolute insanity of the sound quality of all of this um, and just caused me all sorts of issues. But, you know, when I could hear what they were saying and not being deafened by Joey Styles, um, it was a very good segment. Uh, it's been a painful experience for various reasons. Experience. Yeah, you probably just you weren't yeah. enjoying it quite as much as me. Um, next time we get a freeway dance. Oh, it was amazing. It's just, you know, I had to really listen intensely. And then Joey Styles blasted in. Um, freeway dance, crazy Guido and Tajiri. Um, yeah, these three, many a times singlies and uh, I think triple threats or three-way dances as well. Nothing wrong with it. Not a bad match. Um, a, a, a good filler match, but obviously we've sort of seen it all. These these ones are all sort of plodding along waiting for TV title tournaments and whatever else to sort of help them march forward. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's that's the point here at this, at this stage especially. You know, we've had two fairly all right matches you know they're 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 solid enough matches but they are matches that we have seen multiple 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 times um at this point you know they are staples on ecw tv um and there's just kind of a little bit of a lack of freshness to some of it in the sense of you know as good as uh guido Tajiri and Super Crazy are, and they're phenomenal. They can't continue to do completely different stuff. You know, they've tried to do the, the Japanese and uh, Mexican death matches and, you know, various other things. It's, it's, you can't do that without kind of doing some of the same spots and some of the same runs and some of the same lines. And so it, it all becomes just a little bit hard because you know it, it it's they're good and it's good but it's the 112th time that is good well yeah basically um crazy picks up the win which i think makes sense with this one everything going on with tv title tournaments and other bits it'd be stupid to give the victory to anyone else so it's good that he sort of picked it up to yep. keep him strong but then got out the back you sort of have cyrus sort of mumbling walking through then sort of sees crazy and shouts and just basically goes crazy straight through. Loads of things sort of sitting up. Yes, I want to say like a wall, but it wasn't a wall. It was like almost. It was. It was um, some freestanding lockers. Yeah, that was it. And but um, he uh, just cut, and you know they're amazing because you know you they get hit and obviously, um, you know really big visual of them kind of, you know, collapsing a lot of noise because they're big metal lockers. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was a, a great spot. Yeah, no, it worked. It was quick, simple, but worked. Um, next up, we have Dreamer getting confronted by Francine. Um, I don't know if you want to run through this. This is a bit more. Right. So we are told that on ECW Hardcore TV, which yeah. which actually comes out the day after this, 
Um, Tommy Dreamer has come out and apologized to Francine and to Raven. Um, now, I actually thought that I'd done something that happens at an occasion. I thought I'd skipped an episode. I thought I'd missed an episode. Um, and actually, uh, I was watching you know, what we would be talking about next week rather than what we should be talking about this week. Um, and it was only going very quickly back and checking is that, no, no, that's, that's not true. Last week, we saw Tommy Dreamer, um, DDT, Francine by accident uh, after yeah. the confrontation. And this week, when they say it's hardcore TV, what they mean is the full segment is going to be aired tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but we join this one mid mid promo. So so we've missed the apology. We yeah. are now into Francine confronting Tommy Dreamer. Um and Francine is is uh, you know getting back to her her beautiful sassy best. Um and and we all know how much I love sassy so you know it's it's incredible. Um you know, it is her, it's her being a heel again. It's her, you know, talking about how she got him to a title. It's about, you know, how, um, you know, jealous Tommy is and of Raven and of her and, and, and uh, all of this. And it's just that kind of, you know, that, that needling and that, that kind of, you know, and, and he, she accuses him of DDTing her on purpose. Nothing in your eyes. You know, you did it because you wanted to. Um, and, uh, you might need me, but Raven wants me, um, which is great. And then Tommy Dreamer just does this weird kind of, and, and I loved it cause it's kind of, you know, got the parallels of, you know, last time it was Raven's girl going off with Tommy and now you've got Tommy's girl going off with Raven. Although why the fuck she's Tommy's girl? I have no idea. And I feel dirty just saying that franchises. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, the parallels were there. Um, but then Tommy's just like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. Um, and then goes to, to DDT, uh, goes to power driver and, um, Raven makes the save. Yeah. Makes the save, which, um, I guess leads to the impact players getting involved. Yeah, so they're walking out um, reasons. Um, Dreamer, uh, Raven and Francine walk past them. Raven kind of steers Francine safely away from Dawn Marie and them. Um, so just to, just to keep track, the, the heel in this is the one that stops the woman getting beaten up twice yeah okay good um and then they come out and attack tommy dreamer um and and laugh at him because he has no friends and he hasn't got a partner and there is no one who would team with tommy dreamer because he is all on his own at which point the sandman's music hits No, would have worked though. Uh, it would have made perfect sense, bearing in mind we've we've already had this established. Um, 
And they no. with the Dudley boys as well, didn't they? Yeah. You know, brought him back in. Caused the rift between him and Raven that he brought his mate in and was siding with his mate over Raven. No. We've no, got bigger no. plans for the Sandman in this week's episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, once that kicks off, we end up with a tag team title match. And, um, yeah, the Impact player's new friend, Masato Tanaka, comes running out and ends up teaming up with uh, Tommy Dream. I was going to say Sandman. Tommy Dream. Yeah. We, we get a match, and we get a shock title change as um, Dreamer and Tanaka defeat the Impact players to become the new tag team champions. That's how we end the show. Uh, so... If you're Dorian Roadkill, <laughs> who won the number one contenders match, they did. Who had the promos backwards and forwards with the Impact players, being told that they weren't, you know, they weren't to their level. <clears throat> Defeated Raven and Dreamer. Yeah, uh, have defeated all of them. Yeah. You know, they've they've rinsed the tag team division. Haven't beat the new team, so. Cause the ducks uh, to leave. Never see them again. Never. Um, yeah, I mean, how are you feeling about the fact that you, as number one contenders, you still haven't had your title shot, and the newly formed team, literally formed after the match had started, team, yep, of Dreamer and Tanaka, have won. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit but, strange, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think with a the long reign that I'm expecting them to have, I think they'll really establish themselves as a as a, a cohesive force. <laughs> so that's how basically that show ends. The, the Hardcore TV episode 358, March the fourth, two thousand. Um, the Dups are back. They're in the ring. <laughs> They're not leaving. No one really cared. Everyone just went and got a drink. But they were in the ring. They weren't leaving. Sandman music hit. They want to be, they've not finished because they want to be one of those wrestling, famous wrestling families. Like the Hearts and the Von Erics and the Andersons and, you know, the, the, Mulkies, um, I think they announced. Um, why in an ECW arena you aren't saying the Dudleys? Yeah, I don't know, but you don't. Okay. Oh, whoever is going to come and save us from the fact that the Dups are in the ring? Um, yeah. So Sandman music hit, and like we said, he takes a leisurely stroll, uh, comes out. Um, they sort of charge him, get battered, get really battered. My favourite bit is actually Joey Styles, where he just said, you've had this massive long entrance, and that was the best game plan they could think of. <laughs> and I thought, it was quite, I thought it was quite good. But, um, yes, yeah, so Sam and Ned does a little cameo, beats him, and then he's done. Yep. Really, really strange. 
really strange comeback for the Sandman. I mean, it's too long to get into it now. We've got to monitor it as it goes. But at the moment, I understand that WCW probably, I don't know if they released him or through like them wanted or he requested. But um, yeah, either way, I don't know what he's... Paul Heyman's been very weird with people that are returning. And that includes Raven. Yes. I think, I think Raven's what had like one single match, maybe two at a push. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's incredible and I can't think there's another, but it just Yeah. No, and it's um it is, you know, we we've talked about kind of, you know, people getting punished for coming back. Um he's not I mean, you know, he, he's kind of in a feud with Rhino, except he's not. But this is it though, they just pick it up. They just they'll go off do their own things and suddenly they'll meet and be like, We've got unfinished business with these two. Finish it then. Which, you know, I'm 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 all right with, you know, that kind of like, you know fight forever style similar to, to, to Raven and Dreamer, kind of, you know, it's never gonna be over kind of thing. Yeah. Um although I'll reference that in a minute when we talk about something. Um but why does that keep him out from things like Dreamers being beaten up. You have no friends. I have a friend. Here's the Sandman. What? Why? No, it's just weird. Yeah, no, it's um, it's weird. It happens. Uh, Cyrus then turns up, walks to the ring, sort of promotes Rocket Bowl, pisses off the crowd, and says he knows that it's sort this of went on forever. It is TNN, but it's TV title business and all this. But yeah, this went on for way too long. The Rocket Bowl dance. Oh, yeah, and ECW dance. And yeah. Uh, we then got to see the Masato Tanaka Impact Players backstage uh, segment again. Breakdown of ratings and lead ins. Oh, yeah, just. Yeah. Don't worry about that. It's just a weird. It's it's basically them trying to justify having him there as an on-screen character on a show that he really has no need to be on. You know. Yeah, and 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 just another opportunity at having a shot at TNN, which just feels ill-advised. Well, with yeah. hindsight. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, so you get the yeah Tanaka Impact players. Um, he's being too loud segment that we just saw. Then get super crazy versus C.W. Anderson. I swore these wrestled last week, didn't they? Um, Wasn't the one where Anderson, where he crazy, nearly killed himself. It was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was because <coughs> they referenced Anderson, that. Yes, it was. It yeah. was. Um, uh, these these two surprisingly have good chemistry again. I don't mind them. It's, it still feels like a fresh enough match that I'm interested in. Um, crazy did pick up the win. Obviously, it's keeping him strong, like we said about the triple threat or the freeway dance. He still remains strong, picking up wins, which is exactly what you want. But um, yeah, I think they work well together. What do you think of it? They do. I, I the only um, I, I thought it was a really good match. I think they do work well together. I'm really pleased that Super Crazy managed to get out of this match without impaling himself. Um, you know, I thought that was really good. Um, I felt that the um, Louis Dangerously 
getting put through a table was too soon. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that, you know, him getting his comeuppance is a later down the line thing, pay-per-view thing, if you wish. Yeah. Um, but, but to start the match with him getting put through a table, um, just, just it didn't quite feel right to me. Agreed. Um, so crazy wins. We then get Danny Dorian and Roadkill basically into the ga- uh, end of a uh, game, end of a match, basically winning. And you hear in commentary then saying about they're going to um, face the Impact players soon, even though we already know that Impact players have lost. If you watch them both, so. <laughs> oh, but we don't because. That was a segment from Hardcore TV, and this is Hardcore TV, so it's not happened yet because it's only happening on this show. It's really weird. Um, uh, I mean, it's fascinating to me that you've got Doring and Roadkill beating um, the FBI, but actually, the highlights aren't of the match. In fact, you get to see the you know you get to them hit to see to hit them. You get to see them hit their finish count the three and then the entire thing is Electra wandering around in a bikini that's yeah. the bit that they shot that's the bit that they clicked to to show you was that nothing to do with actually the match the footage they had left so um, yeah that happens the next match was going to be Jazz versus Simon Diamond again in this feud is it a few isn't it a few ah. Basically. Yes, but they reference this. This is the final match between the two of them. Never. And as such, whoever wins this match wins the feud. Outstanding. That is actually what came out of Joey Starr's mouth. That is the ECW rule it does not matter how many times one part party beats the other. Next girl wins. So we look set to have that. Cyrus comes out, says this match isn't happening again. He said they need a new opponent. Um, Jazz went to leave, basically said, no, you're staying. Simon, you leave. And uh, Rhino came out. Yes. So what, what, Cyrus explains, and this isn't me, you know, this is, this is almost verbatim. This isn't me kind of serializing what he says. What Cyrus explains is intergender wrestling did well to pop a rating for a while, but the crowd have got bored of it, and therefore it's no longer drawing in numbers. In fact, if you look at the last quarter hours of their match, you will see that there was a steep decline because people are turning the channel rather than watching your, your stuff. Yeah. Now, not only is that a ridiculously inside promo, yeah. but you are on TV telling the audience that what they're watching isn't what the audience want to watch. Yeah, I mean, again, I understand the idea from it, but delivery... You know, should have been just feels counterproductive again. I get what you're trying to do in regards to you know, and the, the the switch that comes and blah blah blah. 
but you are in essence burying your own tv show and burying your own talent in the middle of the ring to your audience who you're you want to tune in basically yeah Just such bizarreness. Um, so we do get Rhino versus Jazz, and as expected, Rhino just absolutely destroys her. Yep. Um, I, I felt like this got him Brutal. over. As a, got him over as a bigger heel and a dick, and I thought it was great work considering it was only a short thing. Yeah. Just got him this whole just complete mercenary sort of killing. And so Rhino picked up the victory against Jazz. We then, for the remainder of the show, Went into about 25 minutes of the whole Tommy Dreamer segment that we just spoke about, but this is the full version. Um, anything you really want to add with this? Obviously, we've seen, I'd say, about 90% of it. Um, yeah, so this one we get the full version, which means we get him come out and we get him to do his baby face stuff at the beginning, including. Um, you know, joke about Pete Rose going into the Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. uh, which because they're in Cincinnati gets a good reaction. Um, and then we get to see him do something we saw him do last week, which is the um, a, a variation on what he did last week, which is the, you know, is this a WWE audience? Not a WCW audience, is it? Must be an ECW audience. And it's just the same stuff we saw in its house show level pre-main event hype the crowd stuff. I don't yeah. think you need to continually put this on TV because even if, you know, when he did it in um, uh, was it Wisconsin last week? Yeah. Um, Michigan last week. Um, if you even if you, you know, thought this was something off the cuff that you did in Michigan, Definitely not off the cuff the week later in Cincinnati. No, massively not. And it adds nothing. It adds nothing to the people working watching at home. It adds nothing to the experience of that. If that cuts six minutes later, five minutes later, and it starts with him talking about, you know, an apology, then that's everything you need out of that promo. It, it... It kind of feels like it's an ECW version of um, when Scott Hall used to do. Did you come to see that WCW? Yeah, except that was him doing a shtick about his company or his company. But yeah, also true. And, and and you know that's the thing. It's kind of like you know survey time. Um, it, it just feels weird that you're doing the same kind of stuff televised, doing the same kind of stuff every single, you know, that doing that in every single city up and down the road on a house show loop or anything, I completely get. You know, you do a little bit about, you know, their sports team, you do a little bit about their rival Maybe the heel comes out in the, the, the rival sports team's shirt or something. You know, it's, it's all the, 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 the theatre and the, the pantomime of pro wrestling. 
But to put it on TV, I don't yeah. quite know. There are so many times that you just kind of sit there and going, who's editing this? Because, you know, you don't need that bit. And then the rest is the rest. Yeah, and the rest is the rest. Obviously, we just spoke about it a second ago about obviously title changes and all that. Um, Two weeks before a pay-per-view and they change, or a week and a bit before the pay-per-view and they change the titles. That's bold. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't believe they've done a switch on the tag team titles. Two weeks out. It's just what they do, isn't it? Like, as weird as it is, it's very much. Um... So, I've, I feel the need to to kind of point out my tone there is because I've I've kind of looked at what happens next week and it's foreshadowing because next week we switch the tag team titles again before yeah. before the pay per view. I mean, it's all right because it's not really. Like I said, obviously, walk a line here. What we feel like is. Spoilers, but reality is it twenty year twenty odd year yeah, old show. I mean, you can't really spoil it, can you? So it's kind of weird. Uh, no, and and this thing is just that kind of like so you know you've got the impact players, they've got the championships, they've been kept strong, you know, barely any matches. You know, this team's below me, this team's below me. Um, and you're going to change the the championship twice before you get to the pay per view. Yeah. I feel like I can keep doing just say, yeah. Do they win it back? No, I think they do. I think it sort of goes off to the impact players, doesn't it, afterwards? And eventually... Uh... Yeah. So that's the Friday or Saturday, depending on whether you watched it when it originally happened or the day before. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Um, is where Dreamer and Tanaka win. The week after is where Raven and Mike Wilson win. And so that's either the Friday or the Saturday. And then the Sunday is when the Impact players win it back. Yeah. Why? Seems fair. Um, that's it. What's your match of the week in thoughts on this week's show, I guess? Um, my match of the week is going to be Super Crazy and C.W. Anderson. Um, as you said, you know, great chemistry. Um, technically, probably not as good as Guido Tajiri Crazy. Yeah, but although it's a week show, a, a match we've seen two weeks in a row, um, feels a fresher match than uh, than that one. Um, I it, it's it's kind of hard work at the moment because you know there's obviously curveballs that they're getting thrown. There's obviously stuff that they're trying to do that isn't quite kind of paying off for them. Um, but I don't understand some of the booking decisions. I don't understand some of the the, the, the weirdness. You know, you'll you'll go from um, you know having a, a a TV championship that's that's not changed hands in almost two years to 
tag team championships that you're about to to ping pong around the division, although nowhere near any of the people that you've told us are number one contenders. I think that's sort of the the problem with it all, isn't it? Like, really. Would you like to run down the card of what's coming up at Living Dangerously in just over a week's time? So it'll be two weeks from now for us to talk about. Yeah, of course. So, um, oh, how am I going to do this? I'm, I'm going to tell you just the opening round matches of the Ooh. tournament. Um, okay, so I'm going to do that, but it's go. It is going to kind of ruin some of next week's results. Spoilers from a TV show that happened 20 years ago. Um, so in the semi-finals. Well, no. So in the quarterfinals that happen on TV next week, we have Spike Dudley and the Sandman versus the Sandman. Uh, no, Rhino versus Spike Dudley. Sorry, Sandman versus Tajiri, Guido versus Kid Cash, and Super Crazies versus C.W. Anderson. Third week in a row. Um, so they're the quarterfinals that will then go into the semifinals and the finals that are on the pay per view. On top of that, we have um, Mikey Whitbrook versus Pitbull Number One in the dark match. Yeah. Interesting. <coughs> Doring and Roadkill. Uh get their tat no, I'm joking. Um against the New Dangerous Alliance. Um Mike Awesome defends his heavyweight championship against what must be the number one contender in Kid Cash. Uh Nova and Chetty uh facing uh Jado and Gado. Um, Kintaro Kenimura versus Balls Mahoney. Oh, no. The ridiculousness that I'm I'm actually a little worried about watching of Vic Grimes and New Jack. Yeah. Uh, and um, as we've just talked about, we have the Impact players versus. Raven and Mike Awesome versus Dreamer and Tanaka. <sighs> Sorry, and of course, the Greeno versus Dusty Rhodes in the Bullrope match. Yeah, which will be good. Which is the match I'm looking forward to the most out of everything there. I mean, there's, there's, there's good wrestling there. There's some good wrestlers. There'll be some good wrestling. There's some great matches on this card. But Rhodes versus Carino actually feels like a built-up, proper feud. Well, exactly. That's what we're saying, isn't it? Actually, it has got a little bit about it where you sort of almost, like you said, it is a match, it is a feud. You can see why it's happening. And it makes sense why it's happening. Yeah. So... Yeah, very much looking forward to that. Uh, you can get involved in the conversation essentially at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. That is where you will find us talking modern day products, but also all things extreme. So if you've got figures, um, old DVDs, videos, or just want a general chat about ECW, 
just do it and we would love to hear it all do not be a stranger Tommy Cairo um, highlights <laughs> your favourite Tommy Cairo moments yeah we can make it happen get involved in the conversation we'd love to hear it all um, yeah I think that's it I think we're back next week and we go for the, the go home show for the pay-per-view it's, it's going to be interesting as Jay just ran down the card obviously things are going to Gonna spice up again, and um, you're not gonna miss it. So, I think that's me. You will not, and you will be. You will be obviously walking a fine line. You will be living dangerously. But until then, just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>